All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Exit 77, a Notre Dame football podcast. I'm your host, Drew Brennan. This is episode 38, and we are taking a look at the North Carolina game. Um, We're going to look back at the game and then also as well talk a little bit more about kind of where we're at um, as it relates to the season. Um, I'm getting into this podcast a little bit later than I was hoping to. I was hoping actually to get into this at some point mid last week, um, but coming to you from an early, early Monday morning uh, here uh, in the Chicagoland area. And yeah, we're actually into BYU week. So what my plan is for this week is to get this one out today, and then I should be able to get out a um, BYU preview, um, hopefully on Wednesday or Thursday night this week as we head into the big matchup against uh, the BYU Cougars uh, in Las Vegas um, for the Shamrock Series game. Um, so the Irish, uh, after the UNC win, are now 2-2, two and two, and I think uh, from the perspective of a lot of Notre Dame fans out there. It was finally the game that I think we were all hoping to see from our Irish um, as they headed into this season. And, uh, you know, obviously a game where the Irish um, took control at some point early in the second quarter and never really looked back. Um, and the final score was actually a little bit closer um, than what I think a lot of us, or excuse me, what it actually was at the end of the game. Um, so a really good win for the Irish um, to once again get them to 500 and get them to 2-2 two and two and starting to you know hopefully make this a season that uh, a lot of us will remember. So let's start to take a look at everything. Um, like I said, we're not going to spend a ton of time on the BYU matchup, even though we are into BY, into the BYU week already. Um, but the goal for this podcast is really to kind of cover off on, on the North Carolina game, give our grades, um, go back to, once again, our season predictions and see where we're at and see if uh, anything's changed on our side. I think uh, coming out of last week, um, coming out of the – uh, let's see, it was the Calwin. Um, I had moved my prediction to eight and four. And so we're going to take a look and see if I continue to keep it at, uh, that here moving forward. So let's start talking about, um, kind of just the overall game. And I did want to give a quick shout out, um, to Pierce Lanahan, um, one of our loyal exit 77 listeners. Um, you know, his dad is actually a classmate of mine, his dad, Bart, um, and his Mom are both classmates of mine from Notre Dame, um, class of 2000 grads, Bart and Colleen Lanahan. Um, Pierce is an avid listener, so Pierce, thanks for always listening, bud. Um, and Pierce actually had predicted a 32 to 13 Notre Dame win against North Carolina. So, um, you know, he predicted a 19 point victory, which I don't think a lot of people out there were doing. Um, and at one point, the Irish were up with, uh, I think, by about 19, with about two or three minutes to go. They were going into probably score to go up by 26. Um, but then, uh, you know, Audrey Castamay fumbled at the goal line and then, you know, UNC got a late touchdown, but, uh, yeah, congrats Pierce. Great job. Um, excited to hear what your prediction for the BYU game is going to be coming up this week. I know I'll talk to your dad and, uh, so looking forward to hearing that. And then obviously Pierce, if you have any questions for the podcast, feel free to have your dad send them in and we'll make sure we get them answered here, uh, uh, for this upcoming week. So looking back at the UNC game, um, you know, I was actually over at good buddy Rob Dustin Tell's house. Um, he and I were watching the game on 
outside. It was a perfect afternoon here in Chicago, in the Chicagoland area. Saturday is beautiful weather and uh, had a good chance to hang out with Sweets and watch the game. And, you know, UNC actually on that first drive went down and scored. Um, Notre Dame kicked off, which was actually really, really nice. And then we'll talk a little bit about this as we get further along in the podcast, but it was great to see the Irish getting the ball to start the second half. So really, um, you know, UNC got the ball and ended up going down in 12 plays and scored pretty quickly. Um, Drake May had a nice pass um, to Josh Downs, their big wide receiver. A couple of plays uh, on the drive where uh, May was able to get free on third and longs and, and rush for the first down. And so UNC took a quick 7 nothing lead. Um, Notre Dame didn't really do a whole lot in that first quarter. Actually, didn't score any points. Um, I think he had a, fir- a three and out on that first series, and Drew Pine had the ball batted down a couple of times. And so I think a lot of us were thinking to ourselves, oh, man, where are we going with this? This is not looking good. This is just going to be not a good thing at all. Um, and then Notre Dame got the ball. In early the second quarter, or excuse me, they had had the ball at the end of the first quarter, and it was a third and I think seven, third and eight, and Pine was getting rushed and actually got out of the pocket and got a first down. It was a really big play. Um, I think he rushed for about twelve yards on the play. And Sweets and I both looked at each other and, and turned to each other and said, maybe that's the play that kicks this thing off. And I think it did because Notre Dame actually ended up going down and scoring on that drive early in, to start the second quarter to tie the game up 7-7. Seven, seven. And, you know, if they had punted there, you know, it could have been it could have been a really long day because UNC could have gotten the ball and they could have actually scored. And, um, you know, gone up 14 nothing. I think we all would have been thinking, oh, my gosh, where are we going? But. He was able to escape, get out of the pocket, get the first down, and we eventually tied it up 7-7 on that drive. Now, UNC got the ball back again, um, and uh, or excuse me, and then Notre Dame got the ball back again and quickly scored um, on a 30-yard pass play from Drew Pine to Lorenzo Styles to go up 14-7. Um, really nice play fake on that one. I actually faked out the camera, so we didn't see the touchdown until after the commercial. Um, but the Irish were up 14-7, um, still early in the second quarter. UNC got the ball back and scored to tie it up 14-14. Um, they had a really long pass play on, I think, a late th- on a third and long. Um, Jaden Mickey was right there but just didn't make the play, um, and they got the ball first and goal at about the three- or four-yard line. And then Josh Downs got his second touchdown of the game. So 14-14 with about 6.55 to go in the second uh in the second quarter, and then the Irish really kind of went on a run. Um, got the ball back. Audric Estime scored on a one-yard run to go up 21-14. Notre Dame then forced a quick three and out from UNC, and they got the ball back and were able to just go down and drive and get a field goal, so up 24-14 to at the half. And then coming out of the second half, Notre Dame got the kickoff, and for those of you that have been listening to – the Exit 77 podcast for a while, you know how much I love getting the ball coming out of halftime. I think there's so many things you can do from that. If you're down, it gives you the opportunity to come back in and make the game closer. If you're up, it allows you to really kind of separate yourself and hopefully put the game out of reach. And that's what the Irish did. They got the opening kickoff in the second half, 75 yards in six plays, two minutes and 42 seconds, and they scored and they went up 31-14. At that point, it's pretty demoralizing for UNC. And then UNC got the ball back on the kickoff and fumbled on their first place. So the Irish had a first down. I think it was at about the 20. Um, and we had the ability at that time to really kind of put this game away. And we did. Audrey Estime scored and we went up 38 to 14. Um, so once again, getting the ball coming out of that second half um, and then scoring right away, causing a turnover and scoring again. So I think it was actually a 20. Let's see. It was 7, 10, yeah, it's a 24-0 run um, from the middle of the second quarter to early on in the third quarter by the Irish. Um, so really put the game on a hand at that point. UNC ended up getting a touchdown. Um, 
did get it within 38-20. Then the Irish scored again. Chris Tyree on a one-yard run early in the fourth quarter to go up 45-20. Once again, at this point, the game is pretty much out of reach. Um, UNC had a couple of touchdowns later in the fourth quarter, but you know Notre Dame was was really, they had the game in hand. Like I said, um, Audrey Casimir was going to go into score. The score would have been fifty-two to twenty-six. He fumbled, and that was when uh, UNC got a late touchdown at the end. So final score of forty-five to thirty-two, getting the Irish to two and two, and you know getting this season back on track as we head into BYU. So let's take a look at the grades, and we're going to give them out here as we typically do for our coaching staff and then also as well for the different units. So Marcus Freeman, I'm going to give him an A for this one. You know, this is a must-win game for the Irish. Two and two is so much better than one and three. I think if you're at one and three, uh, you know, the season really has the opportunity to get uh, out of hand. He needed the Irish to come in and play um, on a road, on the road, in a tough, not necessarily crazy tough environment, but, you know, not a lot of Notre Dame fans. Um, and the Irish came out and they did the job, especially after that tough first quarter. So if they didn't score in the first quarter and they got 45 points in quarters two through four, that's a great game for the Irish. Uh, Freeman had the team ready to go. He had, the, you know, both the offensive and defensive side of the ball playing really well, and he got the win. So I'll give him an A. Let's go over to Al Golden on defense, and I'm going to give him a uh, a B plus for this one. Um, you know, they were able to hold uh, Drake May um, for most of the game. He didn't have a great game um, relative to what we've seen uh, earlier in the year from him. He's going to be a stud eventually. Um, he is a freshman, um, but he's had some really good games leading into this one, and the Irish really kind of held him in check. He had a couple long passes there later in the fourth quarter, um, and, you know, he had a long pass earlier in the game, but outside of that, it really didn't do a whole lot, and he rushed a little bit on that first drive, but outside of that, same thing. The Irish held him in check. So defense did a really good job. They also didn't allow UNC to run the ball, so they made them become very one-dimensional, um, and the defensive line um, had a really good game, putting a lot of pressure on, on Drake May. Offensive side of the ball, Tommy Reese, going to give him an A-. minus. Um, you know, really good play climb by Reese in this game. I think he turned... You know, once again, helped turn around the season for the Irish. Um, you know, he got Drew Pine going after a, a rough start in the first quarter. Um, some great play calls. You know, the pass to to Logan Diggs where he was absolutely wide open um, on the wheel route was an unbelievable play call. Um, completely faked out UNC. He was wide open by 30 yards. Uh, and just a really good overall um, game plan where he was, you know, running plays to then lead into other plays to lead into other plays to really, you know, make a difference for the offense. So great job by Tommy Reese. And, you know, once again, um, turning around, I think, a lot, how a lot of Notre Dame fans have felt about um, the Irish offense early in the season. Now we'll see if they can continue in the weeks ahead. Um, but they, Notre Dame had 35 first downs, and I think that was the most first downs for Notre Dame since uh, the late 90s in a game, uh, which was really great to see. Special teams, um, you know, going to give, uh, you know, Coach Mason, uh, you know, an A, um, you know, not a ton to talk about on the special teams, you know, which is always a good thing. Um, you know, we did have one field goal, um, but, you know, uh, you know, didn't do a ton on, I think, on kick returns. Joseph had a couple of nice punt returns where he got some good yardage. Um, but, you know, overall solid game by the special teams again and, you know, continuing to be a, a strength unit for the Irish here uh, in 2022. All right, let's take a look at the different units and then some of the different players. So quarterback, Drew Pine, I'm going to give him a uh, an A-. minus. You know, I thought he played really well outside of that first quarter. He was hitting player, he was hitting his wide receivers in stride. Um, he was checking into other plays. Um, he did a really good job of distributing the ball to a lot of different players. We need to see some of the other wide receivers get involved. Um, but for his second start overall and his first road start, I thought he played a really good game. Um, and if we can see this from Drew Pine moving forward, um, this is going to 
going to be an offense that's going to be tough for a lot of teams to defend. Um, obviously, a lot of that comes um, from the running attack and what we're able to do on that side. But, you know, no mistakes, no interceptions from Drew Pine. Um, another solid effort coming off of the Cal game uh, where, you know, he was pretty limited with what he was able to do and where he was able to throw. And he opened up the offense a lot. I thought, the once again, the pass to Styles um, for the play fake touchdown was a really, really good play throw is on the money the pass to Diggs where he was wide open on the left side and side was really good obviously he's hitting Meyer a bunch of time or Mayer a bunch of times um so you know he's doing a really good job distributing ball and we got to see once again if we can get some of these other wide receivers involved but you know a very solid game very solid uh, start for Drew Pine running backs uh, gonna give them an A um they played really 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 good Andre Castame uh Logan Diggs and Chris Tyree each of them the three of them had over 100 yards um individually i think that was the first time the irish had done that from a running back perspective in a long period of time as well so that was just great to see they're getting involved in the passing game they're doing a good job on blitz block up blitz blocking and then we got to see tyree and estimate really get some nice long runs and really take control of the game as the irish you know started to rush the ball later um in the fourth quarter and eventually put the game on a hand um but really good job by the by the three of them i thought edric estimate had probably his best game ever um as a Nordian player he got a ton of carries there later in the game and just was dragging guys along um so really good job but i think a lot of that as well will come down to the offensive line so let's give them our grade uh they're gonna get an a uh, they did a, an unbelievable job of pass protection and then just opening up holes um for the irish rushing tag to do just you know everything they wanted especially as it got later in the game and the irish were looking to kind of put things away so awesome job by patterson and all on the left hand side corral at center lug and then fisher on the right side um, left hand side is really coming together we're starting to see a lot of runs go on that side and they're doing a really good job on that end right, right hand side probably a little bit more that they need to pick up on but you know once again if you can have a a game where you have to rush the ball you're gonna rush the ball they know you're gonna rush the ball and you're still able to do that that comes down to the offensive line um, and let's see if this continues to move forward now unc's defense is not that good it's going to be a tougher test as we play byu uh, coming up later this week um, but this was a game that the offensive line can build upon and hopefully as well move forward and bring it into the rest of the season tight ends uh Meyer had another great game the freshman came in and did a really good job of blocking they didn't get the ball from a receiving perspective but gonna give the tight ends uh an a as well um did just an overall good job Mayer continuing to be improving out these one of the best tight ends in all of college football it's great to see the freshman get involved let's see if we can get some of these other younger guys back from injury um and see if we can get them to go for the rest of the year bauman is out unfortunately with an acl for the rest of the year um, but we're hoping to get brong back here for a little bit and then also mitchell evans but you know good job by the freshman stays and raritan um, and then a great game overall from mayor so giving those guys an a wide receivers going to give them a b minus um still need to get more of these guys involved Lindsay was out there for last snaps but didn't really do a whole lot styles caught his first touchdown pass of the season which was great jane thomas caught a couple of balls um but you know hopefully this off week here has given the rest of the wide receivers the opportunity to really kind of get involved and, and see if they can do something moving forward so looking at guys like joe wilkins jr tobias merriweather our freshman and then uh lastly Deion colsey so you know those are three guys that are either not playing because they're not up to speed yet or they're coming and coming back from injury and so let's see if during this bye week that changed things and now we possibly have you know six guys that we can access from an overall receiving perspective added matt slurner and you got seven now we are using the running backs a lot 
from a wide receiver perspective. Um, you know, but I think in an ideal world, we've got a good rotation of five or six guys that were rotating in there on the wide receiver side. So let's see if this, you know, this last week has really kind of, you know, made a difference. Um, especially I think a lot of us are hoping to see Tobias Merriweather, the freshman, and, you know, let's see if we can build upon, um, what we were able to accomplish in this most recent game against UNC. All right, moving over to the defensive side of the ball, going to the defensive line. I'm going to give those guys a B plus. They did a really good job of getting a rush on Drake May, um, stopping the run for UNC. Um, I do think we need, still need to clean up a little bit as it relates to r- running lanes when the quarterback is going to be, um, you know, under pressure and under duress. Now, obviously, some of that comes down to the linebackers, but we just got to keep contained on those on those in those situations. Um, but I thought overall the defensive line did a really good job, and they continue to gel and continue to be, um, you know, over these last couple of games, you know, one of the better units on the Irish. And I think that's what we were all expecting uh, when the season started, and it's great to see them finally starting to kind of play that out um, as the season progresses. Linebackers, I'm going to give them a B minus. Um, you know, I thought. Maris Leifau had a really good game. Um, Bertrand once again <laughs> got a targeting, um, so he is going to be out uh, at the end, at the beginning of the BYU game. So second game in a row, that he's going to miss a half. Um, so not good on his part. You know, he's a captain. He's got to play a little bit better than that. So that's not a good look there. Um, but uh, you know, Kaiser was solid. Um, we did see Prince Cali out there for a little bit, which was great to see him out there. Bo Bauer wasn't out there a ton. Um, I think Leah Fowl, once again, was the one that stood out the most. Um, he does a really good job of getting in there on the blitzes and providing pressure. And you would love to see him get, you know, a couple of those home and get some sacks on those plays. Um, but overall, you know, they excuse me, they need to continue to develop. I think we were all hoping the linebackers would be a really big strength of the team. I don't think that that has proven itself out so far this year. Um, but let's see if, you know, the once again, the bye week clouds are going to get a little bit more healthy, get a little more few a couple other players. In the mix, you know, do we see a Jalen Sneed? Uh, do we see a Tulia Maka, our freshman middle linebacker? Does he get out there? Because um, we are going to have to rely on more guys as we continue on the season. And once again, Bertrand's going to be out um, for the beginning of the, the first half against BYU. From a secondary perspective, I thought, you know, the Irish did lock down Josh Downs, which is really good. You know, this is the second year in a row that Downs has not been the dif- different maker, difference maker against the Irish when the Irish have played UNC. So that was really good to see. Um, you know, unfortunately, a couple of long bombs by UNC there, um, which, you know, obviously never looks good, especially the one at the end of the game. I think it's debatable who was, that was on, whether it was on Cam Hart, whether it was on Tariq Bracey. Bracey ended up playing safety on that play. Probably was a little bit out of position. Um, he typically is playing the nickel, so maybe that was on him. Maybe that was on Kmart. I don't know. If you watch a couple of different tapes, there's just different perspectives on everything. Um, so, you know, I'm sure they hopefully got that cleaned up here um, in the film room. But from a cornerback perspective, I'm going to give those guys a B. Um, you know, Benjamin Morrison continues to shine. He got to start this week, played a lot of snaps. It, it's kind of interesting. Uh, Clarence Lewis, I think, only played 10 defensive snaps uh, in this game. And Benjamin Morrison played the majority of them. So that'll be something to watch as we continue on. Um, you know, Morrison, as a true freshman coming in over the summer, has really kind of taken that one cornerback job, uh, and he's run with it, and he's done a really good job. So that's been great to see. Hopefully Clarence Lewis is, you know, keeping himself going. Um, obviously not any fun when a freshman can come in and take over your job, but we need Clarence Lewis. We're going to need them both throughout the year. So hopefully he bounces back, and hopefully he continues to be involved. Um, and then on the other side, Jaden Mickey's still playing a ton. Cam Hart playing a lot. I think they about split snaps. Cam Hart probably had a little bit more than Jaden Mickey, but it's great to see once again that we've got two cornerbacks on that side of the ball. Um, Jaden Mickey did get beat on that one long one. Um, 
but you know he was right there i thought he actually was really close to making the play um so I, like i said gosh i think i already said i'm gonna give those guys a b if uh if i mess that up but yeah gonna give the quarterbacks a b and then the safeties um unfortunately ramon henderson um was injured um he had an ankle issue hopefully he'll be back this week against byu we're gonna find out here later today from marcus Freeman in the press conference hopefully he's good to go um but we'll see there um houston griffith uh you know just once again kind of you know a solid game i guess you could call it um not doing a ton um but you know brandon joseph um i think we're all hoping for a little bit more from brandon joseph making a little bit more plays maybe a pot interception here or there um and then dj brown had a solid game from a tackling perspective um xavier watts was in there a little bit too and made some nice plays um, so i'm going to give the safeties a b as well um do need to clean up a little bit on a couple of those long and deep balls um some angles need to be taken a little bit better um but once again we were able to shut down drake may for the most part in this game and he really got a lot of yards when the game was was really out of hand and the irish had already you know were cruising to victory at that point so um punting um john sat did a great job as again you know it didn't have to punt a ton which was great because the irish actually scored a lot um so he did a good job field goals groupie made one i think he missed one so i think he was one for two on the day and then kick return punt return and kickoff um you know nothing really to report there so i'm going to give the special teams a b plus overall um i think maybe i gave mason a great a grade of an a so i'm probably a little bit off on my overall grades i probably need to write these things down a little bit better but good job by the special teams again um from an overall standpoint for the Irish. all right so let's take a look at our season predictions. We are four games into the season, um, a third of the way through. It's actually crazy to think that, that we are actually about a third of the way through the season. Kind of unbelievable from an overall perspective. Um, but yeah, let's take a look at everything. At the start of the season, we were 10-2. and two. Coming off the Ohio State game, we stayed at 10-2. and two. So even though the Irish were 0-1, we stayed at 10-2. and two. Then the Marshall game happened where we went 0-2. and two. We moved our prediction down to 8-4. and four. Cal happened um, where we won, so now we were one and two, and we kept our prediction at eight and four at the time. And now after UNC, we are now two and two, and our prediction moving forward, we're going to go move it up a little bit to nine and three. So now we're at nine and three. Um, that's where we're at coming out of the UNC game. I, I do think we we're able to see a lot of good things from this Irish team, uh, a lot of things that they can build upon. Uh, I know the North Carolina defense is not that good, um, but the Irish need to come out there and prove it. They need to do it on the road, and they did exactly what they needed to do in this game. They went down seven to nothing, as we talked about at the beginning, um, but they were able to weather that quick storm at the beginning. And then they really took off. Um, and I do think that the Irish, um, coming off this bye week, getting the opportunity to get everyone healthy, having the chance to get everyone a little bit more involved. Marcus Freeman was on the road with a lot of the coaching staff doing recruiting, so continuing to you know build the pipeline of the program. Um, I think the team is really going to start to lock in um, for this you know the next eight weeks. I think we've got eight weeks in a row of games. Um, so no more breaks from here on out, and this is really kind of the rest of the season. And so let's see what they can do. Let's see if they can continue to rush the ball um, like they did against UNC because if they can rush the ball and the other team can't stop them, that's where this Irish team is really kind of built to succeed. Um, you know, we do have an offensive line that I think a lot of us were expecting a lot at the beginning of the year. And let's see if they can continue doing what they did against UNC moving forward. Now, this BYU team is an older team. They're an experienced team. So this is going to be a tough game. We're playing in, you know, technically a neutral environment, I guess, even though it is a Shamrock Series game. It's, you know, there are going to be a lot of BYU fans out there in Vegas. Um, there should be more Notre Dame fans in Vegas or than BYU fans. Um, but it's not like we're playing at home. But I think if the Irish can, um, you know, 
once again, um, you know, kind of establish a running game, make it tough for their team to defend, and then, you know, layer in a lot of what Drew Pine was able to do against UNC from a passing perspective. I think that obviously this is a game that the Irish can win and getting to three and two can really, you know, springboard the rest of your season um, to hopefully be six and two as we head into that Clemson game at home uh, early in November. So that's about it um, for the this episode of the Exit 77 podcast. A quick one, um, you know, not a ton to talk about because I waited a little bit too long uh, to do this podcast. I think if I had done this earlier uh, last week, we would have had a lot more to talk about as it relates to the UNC game. Um, but coming out of this weekend, um, for those of you that watched a lot of college football, I think 10 out of the top 25 teams lost this past weekend. Um, so this season is proving to be one of those ones where, you know, almost anyone can win on any weekend. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be an interesting uh, next uh, couple of months of college football. You know, Georgia almost lost this past weekend. We saw a lot of undefeated teams go down. Um, Big Ten is not looking that good outside of maybe Ohio State, Michigan, and possibly Penn State. Pac-12 is looking a little bit better than I think a lot of what a lot of people were hoping and expecting for. Um, but, you know, I think a lot of those games are going to start to kind of, you know, or a lot of those undefeated teams are going to start to meet, uh, you know, kind of meet some interesting obstacles here in the weeks ahead. But, yeah, let's see what can happen as the season continues to play out. If I, if the Irish can get a win here and get to 3-2, and two, I do think that this could be really, you know, you know, a season that as we start to look a lot, look further along that it could lead into a really, really big game um, early in November. Thanks again, everyone, for listening to the Exit 77 podcast. Um, like I said, I, I am going to plan on doing a kind of BYU question and answer preview session um, as we go into the BYU game this week. So if you've got questions, feel free to tweet them out to me at Exit 77 underscore uh, podcast. Uh, I'll be happy to answer those on Twitter or answer those on the next on this week's pod through Twitter. And then as well, buddies of mine, feel free to text me your questions and we'll make sure that we get those answered as we head out of the bye week and into BYU. I'm actually excited to listen to Marcus Freeman's press conference today, um, kind of hear all that's been going on and what's been happening over this last week. And, you know, once again, if any players stood out in the bye week uh, in practice, and if we, you know, we'll hopefully see some new players as we can continue the season on. But thanks again, everyone, for listening. Uh, looking forward to us chatting later this week. Uh, and as always, uh, Garsh.